We the GamerCast is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With a special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash Entertainment. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show and all the Yumi Capri content, go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri and choose the tier that's right for you. Now, on with the show. And welcome to We the Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. But patrons get it first. Thank you guys for subscribing, for rating the show wherever you get it. They say Apple Podcasts is the name of the thing, but it's it's iTunes. Come on, let's let's be real, guys. Holy crap! I'm home alone. I just ate a little bit of cheese, so my throat <laughs> is feeling a little strange. I went for a run, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself here guys because uh, if you're new here's the deal every week i have sweet hangs with a stranger or friend from the internet we talk about life and video games and if you want to be on the show it's easy just tweet at me at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants the schedule's opening up a little bit a little bit i think i've got august mostly taken care of but how are you it's good to have you guys here i'm excited i uh, my, my my wife and kids are out of the house so you got a little you got an excitable hey there a little bit of a like i, I don't know is it, it's not too much to Maybe it is too much to say it's a little Sammy Hagar, just a little, like, really high pitch, just a, hey! How about that? That was actually pretty good. Okay, well, maybe maybe we'll try that out for another day. We're going to have a bit of a quick intro here, guys. I want to get the show packaged, wrapped up, ready to go for you to listen to my conversation with Steve Vigvari. Um, You guys, this is going to be a good one. We're going to talk about Activision and Blizzard. Uh, what else? That's, that's, that's sort of like a big thing that we kind of end up on. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff. This is an all-Canadian episode. But before we get to it, I want to remind you that if you think that video games bring people together and you want to support what we do right here, you can go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. You power this community. You support independent content. And just for a buck a month, you get early access to all the shows in one nice, super convenient feed for you. And for $3 a month, you get exclusive content like the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons Podcast. How's that? It's pretty good. We've got lots of stuff going on. Every Oh, by the way. Oh, I, have I said you, have I told you guys before? YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri. It's all there as well. Even the shows that don't have video like this one. You can listen to this on YouTube now youtube.com slash yumi capri uh send the sub over there that'd be really good let's get like it'd be nice to, to, to get to 500 maybe give something away we'll maybe talk about that in a little bit but my guest this week is steve vegvari you can go to twitter at s vegvari uh and he's a games writer at squad state phone in iphone in canada console creature and just now mobile syrup <laughs> this is as canadian as it gets i love it also a host on the podcast canadian geek cast this sort of rounds out 
I think I don't know if we mentioned this on the conversation or before or after the recording. Anyways, uh, there was an episode of the Canadian Geek Cast around the E3 time, and that led to a lot of the guests you guys have been hearing lately. Steve today, Josh a couple weeks ago, uh, Leah. Is that it? Was it just three? What? Wait, Josh. <laughs> How many people are there? Uh, Josh, Steve, Leah. Is that it? I could have sworn there was a fourth person. I don't know. You guys are probably know exactly. I probably already mentioned the fourth person, but I can't remember right now because I just want to get you guys to the conversation. I'm feeling great. Um, someday we'll, I'll, I'll talk about what's happening on Twitch. Still taking a bit of a break. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Halo's coming back soon, though. I, we will be playing Halo very, very soon. Probably, definitely before the end of August. We'll, we'll say that much. And you can pay attention to me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean Lake Connery, Capri Like the Pants for more news on that. But let's get right into it with my good new friend, Canadian. He's a good man. He's a good boy. He's, his name is Steve Vegvari. are you Steve where where are you in life right now man I'm 31 yeah how's that feel that's all right is it (laughs) (laughs) nothing like spending the first two years of your 30s in in quarantine you know yeah no oh no doubt is that is it was it like a momentous it's better than maybe like you know if you're 19 or 21 or depending on like where you live like there's there's years that are that could be worse I guess is maybe my positive that's true right yeah, and I appreciate that outlook. I definitely do. It was just mm-hmm. funny because we uh, we had planned to go to Disney World for and celebrate my thirtieth birthday. We had the tickets all lined up, flight mm-hmm. all lined up, the yeah. the hotel, everything, everything, and um, we 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 finalized everything in February, and then come March, yeah. everything shut down. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> dude, that. So it's like, like, oh, it was unbent, meant to be. I guess not, but like, had you been to Disney before? Like, was that like the first time or just yeah. a special trip? No, no, I, I, I was there when I was seven. So yeah. like really young, like, so sure. I haven't seen like any of the, the contemporary parks or anything like Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've been craving that, right? Yeah, man. Build your own lightsaber? Come on. Yeah. It seems like too, anytime that you would go, like you're going to see something under construction. Like something is going to like go, I got to go back yeah. in like two or three years to see something. And I think that's the Disney effect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They yeah. always have something there so that you're always enticed to buy that next ticket, go the next year or twice in one year. Yeah. Even. Do you normally, like, do you do a lot of traveling in your kind of like in your work or in your life or anything like that? Uh recently a lot well not recently like pre-quarantine a lot right. more yeah um, of course yeah i was doing like a lot of like work stuff i was i was actually traveling quite a bit in 2019 um mm-hmm. going down to like the state is the states like once every other month or something like that yeah it was, it was pretty it was a pretty good year for for travel but um yeah for, for like personal stuff uh, i've been to like south america a couple times the states oh. a couple times but yeah yeah, where were you going uh, for, like for work and stuff? Because like you're, you're full time freelancing. Like, is that the deal, or is that your, the Twitter yeah. persona? Like, that's that's, but, that's essentially it. Yeah, is that? It seems crazy, amazing. Like, it's very impressive to like make that work. Oh, thank you know, you. like that's uh, very. It, I want to get it into took a lot. That. I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I guess you're just uh, I mean, kind of comfortable it, with it, it now. Like, is that the deal? Like, you've just kind of been going the whole time, and now it's okay. Or was it like yeah. a bumpy at first? It, it's. I think it still is. I think yeah. it still is a little. Sure trepidatious at times um i mean freelance is never secure you know never yeah. secure as like a a, a full-time gig but at the yeah. same time like i, I kind of like that at the same time because mm-hmm. it's like you're your own boss you get to 
kind of create your own creative voice that way and uh, experiment a whole bunch. But yeah, it yeah. took a long time to kind of build up to that moment where I felt comfortable enough to be like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. This sure. is this is me, kind of. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, yeah, it was like a solid. I would say like six years to get to this point mm -hmm. now and there are some scary moments in there obviously <laughs> <laughs> all the time i mean even even nowadays uh during like COVID, is like whew, yeah am i still going to be able to get a paycheck out of this but then yeah luckily things have been stable enough mm -hmm. that i can continue it without having to like really panic hit that hit that panic button it's like okay what am i going to do now so how what is it like like what is the like kind of composition i don't need i don't even need to get into like you know how the money all comes in and everything but like do you have like one sort of like kind of reliable gig or are you kind of all over the place yeah. like how yeah how does that all work uh so i do like daily news for iphone in canada that's basically like my most stable like sure. reliable contract that i have right now um mm -hmm. which is funny enough like outside of games primarily like i am technically their games reporter but at the same mm -hmm. time like they by the name I'm, I'm sure you can guess is primarily Apple related Mac sure. iPhone, all that stuff. But um, I mean, I did like, I did all their console reviews one, last year. So yeah. Xbox series X series S PlayStation five. I did all that for them, but mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're my most stable uh, contract. And then from there, you know, I did, I, or I still do squad. I help out with console creatures. Um, and then, yeah, it's just basically a whole bunch of like pitch based stuff as well. Um working with uh, the Canadian Game Awards, doing hosting for them, doing yeah. like, blog content for them as well. Yeah, it's just... Is that all, like, basically part of just, like, the Toronto scene? Like, how do you even go about, like, does... I don't... And I, I'm sorry to say, like, I had never heard of iPhone in Canada before kind of, like, chatting with you and checking that out and yeah. stuff. Like, I don't, like, wouldn't even know where to go find some of these gigs. Like, I think that maybe that's just part of the hustle on your end, just, like, going it, to it, find it, work. It, 100% is funny enough. I don't even remember applying to any position for iPhone <laughs> in Canada. I'll be totally honest. Like it must've been just like one of those things where I was sending out pitches or emails or something mm. like that. And I got a response and they're like, Hey, do you want to, here's, here's the contract. Is this cool with you? I was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. sounds good with me and all that. Mm. And we, we finalized everything, but I for the life of me cannot remember ever submitting anything to them. It's a nice little just, sign from the universe. Like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Like it just so, sort of happens. And, and that's totally it. I mean, when you, when, because I've had people come up to me and, and ask me like, how did you get into writing about games and stuff? Like, is it, and like, how do I do it? And all that. And it's like, there is a certain aspect. And everyone says that there's a certain aspect of like skill, luck, and sure. who you know, yeah. And I honestly think luck is the largest aspect of that. Yeah. To get your foot in the door, like you have to have luck on your side through and through. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's not gonna work. Um and then on the on the flip side, like once you get into it, then it becomes the skill based thing where it's like, okay, sure. now you gotta prove oh, yourself, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then and then it becomes like, like, okay, well now you get to start making connections and stuff like that. Um Thankfully, that's exactly going back to what you were saying, like the Toronto scene, that's essentially how things have like slowly expanded is knowing people in the Toronto scene. And I guess that's primarily where a lot of outlets seem to be headquartered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Based you're kind of seeing like the same experience anyways. You're kind of seeing like the same people at the same events kind of over and over, right? Like there seems like there's like a core group of people covering games yeah. industry in 
in Toronto, which makes me want to go there like way more, dude. Like I want to, I want to be there. I definitely, definitely want to, I want to, I want to make a point, you know, now that the world might be, I don't want to jinx it. I feel like I was going to say that the world might be opening up here and God knows what's <laughs> going to happen here. I've got my shots yeah. and hopefully everybody's being safe out there, but oh, you know, I, I, so, yeah. I want to, when I go out there, it's a great time. You know, it's just like these things that seem to happen on almost like a weekly basis would be like once in a lifetime out here. Sure. And it's just, oh, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, uh, I guess because when you look at it, Toronto and Montreal are very close together. So yeah. a Montreal event could happen in Toronto, vice versa. It's very easy for those two cities to get along. But then you start looking at out west. I'm yeah. not even going to talk about out east because like there's no video game yeah. <laughs> stuff going out on out east, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, BC and like everything out west is a lot harder to deal with because it's so far away. But yeah, centralized. Comes. Um, yeah, in time zones, but everything's being centralized around Ontario and Quebec. Like, it's a lot easier for those big events to kind of happen. And yeah, it it just kind of seems like everyone's just located here and kind of comfortable, which mm-hmm. is great uh, if you're in the area, obviously. No doubt. Yeah. Well, let me go back all the way to the beginning. Like, you know, were you ever doing it like for not getting paid? Like, were you ever doing like something free and then kind of got into it? Or has it always been the goal to like make this? something that you do for a living. Cause I feel like there's a lot of us, myself even included, like, you know, Patreon is one thing, but like, there's nobody, yeah. there's no company paying me to do what I, what I love to do. And I, and I, I commend you for doing like the freelance work because it's a ballsy thing to do just to like go out there to forego maybe other like full-time work. And like, this is, it's, it has to be a choice. I just don't know what that like stepping stone path is like. It, it takes a lot. And there obviously there was a time when I did do it just for free and it was more or less just like a hobby of like, okay, yeah. well, I might as well just write stuff. It's mm. not going to be good. I mean, I go back <laughs> to some of the stuff I've written like back in the day. I'm like, oh man, I, I, I was using commas way too much <laughs> and, mm. um, and stuff like that. And it's like, oh boy. But yeah, I was doing that for, for a bit. And then it kind of just again, going back to luck, man, that's, that's all it was. Like my first paid uh, gig was with uh, Cineplex and world gaming, uh, which was like, they don't, they don't really support it anymore, but it was like their esports initiative. So primarily in, in Toronto, they would hold like esports competitions uh, at theaters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And they, they launched a website to kind of support that with like blog posts and everything. And funny enough, I initially wrote or like submitted a, um, like a content editor or uh, something for Cineplex proper. Yeah. And they got back to me and they're like, oh, we would love to get you in for like an internship position. It would only be a three month contract. It would be like minimum wage pay and everything. And at the time I was working like a regular job and everything. I was like, well, there's no security in that. It would right. be less money. And there's a deadline, like there's an exit at, at the end of three months. And I was like, I told the person at the phone, I was like, I would rather work for world gaming. And there was like, I legit believe there was like a two minute pause. That's a, at least that's how it felt. And mm-hmm. the person was like, okay. And then the conversation <laughs> just kind of ended on the phone. And it, and then two days later, they got back to me and they're like, we'll offer you this contract. Come on, gaming. come on. You, you made your I was path, like, you're man. kidding me right now. 
that's it. And, and it's all luck. Like I, I took that step and I was like, there's no way it's going to happen. But in my head, I was like, well, I might as well just let her know that I would right. rather go do this job over at like their kind of like sister company or something that they're, they're like a subsidiary and everything. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, like it just kind of worked out. And that was like my first stepping stone into getting like paid work within the, the video game industry. And yeah, it was, it was wild. But again, going back to that, it was all just luck. Like, <laughs> that, that's not like no no okay so this is and people called me out for saying something very similar and i'm gonna do the same to you like you sure. i want to like that's huge to be able to say like this offer isn't really like you know blowing my hair back how sure. about something that does and like i don't think that a lot of people would have the courage to do that i think like you either go like okay well this isn't a right fit and you know mm-hmm. no harm no foul or you take it and you regret taking it like you really kind of like created a third path there i feel like that's that's I don't know. It's not, that's not luck, man. That's, that's like knowing what you want. Absolutely. And I, I I will agree to a certain extent, but I also feel like that person on the other end of the phone could have been anyone else at the time and been like, you know, we're just going to call up the next person and kind of move on. Right. Right. So it's just like, I think think, think that's why it takes courage. Cause yeah, you could, you could look at that and go, well, maybe they're just looking for something simple here and they've got, you know, what they've got something carved out. But yeah, man, that's that's really amazing. I don't know. That's I think that's just part of your DNA, maybe of like being a freelancer. Like that's just part of the gig is you kind of have yeah. to be able to do that, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and for for every I guess for like every yes, you're going to face like a 100 no's. Do but you? I, I, yeah. I think that's like in any industry, really. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're like, whether it's you're asking for like a new position, a pay bump, anything like that, like, yeah, there's always that chance that you're going to get that no, right? How have you sort of like you mentioned you use too many commas? Like, have you been refining your skills just like by by practice? Is it is it just an hours type of thing, or like how do you how do you yeah. continue to get better? Uh, yeah, I th- I think it's all just practice. The the mm-hmm. more you do it, uh the better you're going to be. Yeah. Uh, if you have like great editors, like I have in the past and currently do right now, mm. you'll get a lot of feedback yeah. um, and, and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a lot of, it's just practical. Oh, and also just reading other reviews, like afterward, after like I write my own piece, I'll go and read like other people that inspire me and I'll, I'll, I'll see what they think. And I'll pay attention to like how they format their reviews. Not so mm. that I can like copy it, but just so that I can be like, okay, this is kind of like what's going on in the, the industry right now this is how people are using their voice how can i kind of tweak my voice right um to kind of kind of fit you know do you think that you have like some like a specialty to it like you kind of you're covering a lot of stuff you're covering like you know is it tech and games and consoles like is there something that you either is your specialty or one that you prefer more than others like do you prefer covering games over hardware or tech or anything like that i i like it both because sure. i don't want i don't want to ever feel like i'm burning out Right. Uh, I I don't want to ever feel like, okay, I'm doing a whole bunch of game reviews, which I've done in the past. Like I've been in a bubble where it's just game review after one, after Mm -hmm. another. And at the end of it, I'm, I'm just burned out from playing games in general. So having that consistency in writing about the tech side gives me enough buffer to be like, okay, I'm going to, I can now focus on video games and actually have fun with it because that that's my biggest fear being like freelance and having like all my eggs in in this basket of tech and video games and burning out on one and then feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. Have you come close to burning out in the past? Like, is that, were you taking a break recently? I'm not sure if that was related or I can't remember. I feel like you kind of stepped away from something. Maybe I'm misremembering though. 
No, I, 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 I during June, like during the, like the E3 season, I just kind of felt like I was in kind of like a stagnation. If that, if that yeah, that sense, was it. I, yep. Yep. I remember you yeah, tweeting about that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just felt like I was, I wasn't motivated. I, I guess yeah. that, that's the biggest thing. And then, um, that's I, a I, shitty I was, feeling for somebody like that. Absolutely. Like, you're like, you've been self-motivated the whole time. And then you're like, wait yeah. a minute, what this is, where's my, where's my fire, man? That, yeah. That, can, that's I just it. And, and I, I, I was lucky enough to get invited by, by Microsoft to go to uh, go and do like a digital um, preview for, or Psychonauts 2. And I just fell in love with that game based on like the small sliver that I played. I was like, yeah, man. okay, this is, this is what's got me like jazzed up again. I, I'm ready. And those have happened all the time. I mean, I, I'll stop playing video games for weeks mm-hmm. and just say, okay, you know, like there's nothing that really interests me. I don't want to ever force it. Cause again, going back to like the burnout thing, I don't want this to ever feel like it's more than a job. Like it's, it's one of the, like, it, it's, I don't want video games to feel like everything that I've kind of ran away from in, in previous jobs. Of like, oh, okay. Before video games, I was in the hospitality industry for 11 years mm-hmm. and I wanted out by the time like <laughs> I hit that 11th year and started getting out. I wanted out and I yeah. never want to feel that feeling again with video games. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of like your first thing right out of school, like right out of college kind of thing, or maybe even during college and in, in hospitality? And do you mean like hotels or restaurants or what? Restaurants. Yeah. Restaurants. Uh, I started when I was 15 first job and, yeah, nice. went and worked uh, through uh, all the way through high school uh, during like college. And then after that too, like I was still working in restaurants when I moved to Toronto, I was working for uh, MLSE, like for the Maple Leafs doing like catering and stuff like that for the mm-hmm. company and all that. And at, by the end of it, I was just burned out. And finally, I, it was funny because someone I was working with kind of got me onto Kevin Smith's podcast and everything. I was like, wow, there's an entire side of like content creation dedicated to nerds like me yeah man i never really i never really understood that mm-hmm. and that's what kind of inspired me to be like okay i'm out like I, i'm gonna concentrate and go like double down on just doing what i love honestly yeah games. yeah it's funny like i often think about i don't know how we'd go about doing this but i'd love to have some sort of like family tree of all the people who we know like who were inspired by one of like five people. It's like the Kevin Smiths of the world, the podcast beyonds, like those types of like, there's, there's maybe like five groups are even kind of funny now too. Like, yeah. Like where, where did it all start? And, and there's so many, um, Kevin Smith, I, I heard him say the same thing at New York comic con, probably 2012 or something like that is everybody else kind of quotes. And also Victor Lucas, when he, um, was doing fixed basement with Scott C Jones back in the day. And I remember like hearing both of these things it was both around the same time. they said like, just get started. Like dude, like, create whatever like the way to to do this is to just get started and you know i like so many other people felt like he was talking they were talking directly to me like i i was one of thousands of people in the crowd you know listening to kevin smith and one of thousands of people listening to victor lucas and it's just like oh he's talking to sean capri so i better get started here (laughs) you know it's like what an inspiring moment though you know that that just kind of changes everything for you yeah and i think even now looking in, in 2021 content creation in general whether or not it's like writing podcasting streaming is so accessible mm-hmm. if, you, if anyone is listening to this and thinking well i'd like to do it just do it that's yeah. 
honestly, like the best piece of advice anyone could give any aspiring person looking to get into it is just start it. But do you sense that it's changing? I was actually like thinking about this just before we got started tonight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it feels like, I don't know, maybe I'm just making up in my head, but it just seems like something is going to be significantly different in the next little bit. And I always want to be aware of that sort of thing. Like, is it just podcasting? Is it just like Twitch streaming? Like, is there something in the video space? Like, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but it just seems like I, I feel a disturbance in the force. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't know if that, I guess maybe I'm just making it up. It seems like something might, might be happening. Maybe I'll got to adjust for it. That's true. I mean, you do look at like how certain platforms are handling like copyright and DMCAs right. and stuff like that. And I, I feel like those trends are definitely going to continue, whether for positive or negative for the creators themselves. But yeah, it's always interesting to kind of see how the those landscapes shift and evolve and what new platform. I mean, TikTok has been huge for That's content. on creators. my mind, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, truthfully, I think just as it's benefiting uh, streamers, I think there's an emerging emergence for podcasters to yeah. kind of do the same thing where now, now you can kind of hone in an audience and attract them by posting up clips from a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like a, the work and the time maybe is that like, it's, absolutely. <laughs> it's more than, more than just cause yeah, yeah. And maybe that's the thing that's kind of that I'm sensing is like how much more, you know, cause I don't know, maybe I'll throw it back to you too. Cause I've been, I could, um, navel gaze a little bit on my own but like i'll throw it back to you mm-hmm. a little bit here because like you do both like you write and you podcast like where's your where's your natural sense and has that changed over the years I, I think it's definitely changed i i find myself leaning more towards podcasting i do I definitely enjoy it a lot more um mm-hmm. because you know i do i do the canadian geek cast and for eight months i was doing the the squad cast for for squad and it, I, I just really enjoy it. I love the the conversation of it. Yeah. I love being able to bring in guests and interview them and kind of just find new voices in the industry and kind of yeah. att- and attach myself to that and, you know, create content around that. I, I think it's great. That way it's not, it, it's a lot more of a team-based thing rather than it just be myself sitting hunkered in front of a computer monitor and writing like, 1200 words yeah (laughs) no doubt you know it's a lot more social i kind of like that aspect that being said though like a lot of the times i still find myself writing for those shows like i do Mm -hmm. like a lot of show notes and i'm sure you kind of do the same thing depending on on the production yeah and i kind of find that to be my my middle ground is Mm. i love doing all the writing and uh pre-production for a podcast yeah it's like the sweet spot for me yeah yeah, it's funny because I don't. Yeah, um, I kind of get to share that now. Ryan Turfer does a lot of that on on the Xbox Drive, and yeah. he's just like, dude, like I don't know how he does it all. Honestly, like I really, I legit don't know how he manages to do all. Um, but yeah, I feel like that is kind of where where things get special. To be honest with you, like it's the time where it's the time just before you're just you say the word go, and it's kind of improv from there. Like you kind of sure. can be a little bit strategic just for a moment before you hit record, and everything just kind of happens. You get that chance to kind of think about how am I going to make my show or whatever it is, um, have a little special sauce to it this, this week, or just even the format of the show in general. Um, Mm -hmm. talk to me about squad. What's going on with squad, man. Cause I feel like even that whole thing has been a bit of a journey for those who don't know, like, yeah, tell me sort of like, what is it and, and what your involvement is there? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got a, 
a storied history. Right. Uh, so so it's it's a subsidiary of Northern Arena, which is primarily like an esports uh, centric company. And first of all, it, it started out as uh, HUD Heads Up Daily, which was mm-hmm. uh, a show that aired on on Jinx TV. And I believe that they uploaded clips on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And they they ended up doing like a rebranding, uh, switched over to Squad. And it was around that time, I think after the first kind of season that they launched the the, the website, which is when I kind of got uh, brought on. And ever since then, I've kind of been uh, just doing like previews, reviews, and interviews, uh, stuff like that. They do a lot of guides and a lot of like uh, evergreen stuff. And at one point they had the, the squad cast, but which, which eventually I started off as a guest for that show. And then eventually uh, got brought on as like a stagnant third seat for the show alongside Camille uh, Salazar Hadaway mm-hmm. and then uh, Caboose as well. And yeah, and it, unfortunately, we had to put it on on ice for a while only because COVID affected funding and stuff like that. And we're hopeful that, you know, once things uh, continue like into the new season and all that, we'll, we'll be able to kind of return to the show. But for now, it's kind of unfortunately been put on a hiatus. But going back to like what uh, what you were saying about, you know, that moment before hitting record and going on. It, it, it was so much fun to just be like, okay, how are we going to approach this show? How are we going to make it the most meaningful and most entertaining for the audience this week? Mm-hmm. And I, I always loved like bouncing ideas off that, that team and just creating like a really just fun and informative, well, in, in my opinion, informative show for, for the audience. It was a blast and just help fuel that feeling of, man, I love podcasting. I love that. Is there like anything that changes? Cause you, Canadian geek cast is like, it's sort of like, if that's the passion project thing, that's sort of like the, yeah. like the, the, I don't know what, how else to say, like, it's the unpaid sort of, sort of gig. Everything else is sort of like, exactly. it's got funding from somewhere else. Is there a difference? Do you think in your mind? Is it like, you know, like when you go up to, when you go up to the big leagues, like, does it, does it feel different? Is there a different expectation? Is, is it just in the production? Like what changes when you go from, hobby podcaster to like i guess professional podcaster i guess canadian geek ass has primarily been my foundation to one experiment and to just get used to it um, yeah when, when we first started there were first there were five of us uh doing it i wasn't even the host of the show at the time i was just one of the panel members i didn't even do any of the editing for the show like None of it. And then uh, just because uh, two of the members had to just walk off and just kind of pursue their own journeys and and everything work related stuff got on the way. Sure. Uh, I kind of just took off the mantle of hosting, editing, all that. Luckily, I don't have to really deal with the pre-production side of it, which yeah. like putting it up uh, like when we're live streaming and all that. But yeah, it was just kind of getting my getting my feet wet in terms of like actually doing a podcast for more than like five weeks give up and then do something else you know this was this was my chance to actually like what are you talking about that never happens no we've never been there rich no (laughs) never at all it's all it's so man there's probably at least a couple people going like yeah yeah we've been there like but you know it's never anything like i don't know if it's ever anything horrendous or you know nothing that damages you too bad it's just mostly just a bit of a laugh anyways in the end things some things just don't work out man it's just whatever And I think that's part of like just 
maybe that's just part of um, getting a little bit. What's the word? Like we, we get we, it, just working through the perseverance of it all. Like we get we get a little thicker through trouble sometimes like that. And then you, you it, it makes you appreciate the things that you actually do land on that have kind of persisted over the years. Yeah. Like how many, how many how many years did you say for Canadian Geek Cast? Oh, boy. Uh, I think we're on, on our third year. Yeah, I mean, like that's not by accident. Episodes. That's <laughs> yeah. not that's not an accident, man. That's that's awesome. No. Yeah. No, uh, me, Dennis, and Josh, we we have a good thing going. We, I, it took a while to build rapport and get used to each other's quirks and stuff like that, and sure. be able to bounce off each other. And I think that just goes for anyone that's starting off in a podcast with people that you don't see every day. I mean. Mm-hmm me and Dennis are the closest uh, together. Like I'm in Toronto, he is in Durham and then Josh is all the way in Ottawa. Like we've right. never been in a room together. Before. I was, go- was going to ask you about that. And do you think like, is there an opportunity for that to happen like anytime soon? And especially after the last year that we've had, like, is that something that you strive for I hope more? So. Yeah, I definitely, I, I 100% do. I, I said at the end of this pandemic, we're sitting down in a room and doing like a lot, like a show in a room together because mm-hmm. I, I would love to do that. I mean, I don't know. Like you're kind of in a similar situation with Ryan um, yeah. with all the shows you do. And I mean, do you ever find it hard at, at times to kind of, do you ever feel off just by like, even just having that, that distance between you? Like, do you ever feel like even the timing of a joke or something could be off because of that? It probably is. And the, I guess this is just, you know, Ryan and I have been doing probably, I think a hundred episodes coming up together on, uh, on the Xbox mm-hmm. drive and everything else. And funny thing is like, we don't even see each other. Like part of it is like, we, it's actually like a phone It's more of like a phone call conversation than anything. So you can't see when the other person's about to like right. kind of wanting to jump in. So I think it's been more of a miracle that like the show even happens at all, let alone. Yeah. Could it be optimized? <laughs> probably. But Ryan and I have podcasted in the same room together a couple of times, actually. Yeah. So that's been and that's really where it all kind of started. Um, and that's why I have such an appreciation for that. I've had maybe a half a dozen or so opportunities to record a podcast in person with the other people like um, Brock and Drew, like I've uh, and Ryan went with the um, the Game Moose podcast and those guys like we were in CBC right. studios, like recording with those guys, too. And it's like. Oh, that's amazing. It, it is something special, you know, like I really encourage like, you know, we're talking about everybody should start a podcast. They should. But if you're already doing a podcast, get in the room with these people. You know, it just it might even throw yeah. you a little bit at the start to go like, I'm normally looking at a screen right now. And now you're looking right back into my eyeballs and I'm a total like social in, uh, inadequate person. <laughs> I can't look at other people in the face. <laughs> that's, that makes me uncomfortable. But then you get used to it. And like, yeah, you, you start to realize why shows like that like what kind of funny does or ign or anybody else who manages to do that kind of on a professional level put everybody in the same room there's something else there hq boys are people who come to mind as well like they do it they do it live in person and yeah there's definitely there's definitely something special to it so yeah like that and those are memorable moments too like if that's not what you're doing on the regular basis you go like i will always remember those like i said there's there's only a few times that i've done it in person Absolutely. Even like going back to us joking around about those failed podcasts that only lasted five episodes, you still remember those. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, those, those stick around. And even though they didn't fruition into like a, a long, a longstanding production for for you, th- th- that was still a, a tentpole moment in your mm-hmm. life. 
How much of this do you think is like a core of who you like? Is there another like are there other sides of Steve that like we don't really see on the Internet? Like is like is this because I feel like this has kind of become, you know, when when Bobby passed away earlier this year, I kind of did a lot of reflecting mm. on like this is really a lot of what I do. Like this is who I am, you know, and to to think about doing something else yeah. is like kind of to consider a lot about my identity. So I'm always curious about that with other people. Like what? Yeah. How, how, that, how I, that hits you. I, I think so. I, yeah. I don't ever want, like, on especially on social media, I don't ever want to come across as someone that's not genuine. Um, yeah. What you see on social media is pretty much what you get. Sure, you don't see, like, those those down times. Like, I'm, I'm a very anxious person at times, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think really reflects in what I put out on social media. Sure. Maybe to a fault of my own, but... I think for the most part, what you see on social media and in terms of my work as well is really what, what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try not to be that person that's like, okay, well, I'm just going to put up a huge front over here just to make myself look like I'm someone to, to maybe attract an audience or, or whatever the end goal is. But that's, that's not my, my goal at all. And I hope I hope that comes across. I think that definitely comes across. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on for so, so long. And it wasn't until um you guys were doing your E3 stuff. And I'm like, I want all these people on the show, man. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> and, and I almost had you all in a row, I think. I can't remember who I had. Yeah. You know, we all, I had a little uh, scheduling snafu. But yeah, we almost had everybody in a row um, right through July here, which is which is awesome. But yeah, dude, it's... um. It's something special though. This is just like I said. This is just who who we become. It's not something I ever really planned on. I don't yeah. know about you, but like this is just how things kind of no. happened. I mean, I, like I said, I was in in hospitality for eleven years. I never saw myself doing video games. Growing up, I didn't even think that was a possibility. Oh yeah, no you, kidding. But like I, I was reading through, you know old video game magazines and be like, okay, well, clearly these people are qualified writers and mm-hmm. people with experience in the industry and everything. But I never thought, okay, well, this guy from Guelph, Ontario could one day, you know, be a part of this. I, never in my life did I think where about is, that. I was going to ask you where you're from originally. Where yeah. Where is that? And what's, wh- it's got to be like a small town somewhere, <laughs> obviously I, in Ontario. It's small-ish it, sure. it, it's a pretty big university city uh, oh, about okay. like an hour and a half away from toronto west mm-hmm. of toronto like near uh near kitchener okay yeah cambridge uh, mm-hmm. i'm just throwing out names now kitchener's <laughs> good yep. you pick Kitch- one up. kitchener's but, got yep. yeah perfect yeah yeah it's right outside of, right outside of kitchener and yeah i uh was born and raised there lived mm-hmm. there until i was 21 so yeah. i'm coming up 10 years in toronto now which is crazy for what time flies no doubt but yeah yeah, it was. Well, do you need to be in Toronto? I'll... Like, do you need to be there? Like, because Ryan moved recently. He realized, like, when, right. basically, when the pandemic happened, like, a lot of people just kind of like moved two so hours many away. People I know. Saved yeah. trillions of dollars not living in downtown Toronto, for God's sakes. I I love the food. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, yeah. I love the food of Toronto. I I love the culture of it to a certain extent. I, I mean, like, depending on where you visited in Toronto, like, people can be a little stuck up, a little. Sure. A little up their own but you know, i i i finally i finally found comfort in toronto after like 10 years of being mm-hmm. here um and i i enjoy it i legitimately do um for the most part i mean there are definitely days where i'm like whoo this is very congested the city yeah. is very busy especially when everything started opening up again i got that stark reminder i was like oh toronto's huge after yeah. a year of it being quiet and and pretty slow, it just quickly just fired back up again. Be honest, when the world kind of slowed down for a little bit, what was your take? What was your first kind of like reaction to 
things closing down? Was it was it catastrophic? You wanted to be out there eating with people, like did the, the social life just get destroyed and that was that was bad, or were you like? Because I, I for me, I'll just kind of say like I was a little bit appreciative of, oh, I don't have to do like at least sixty percent of the stuff I was doing before. You know, I like just appreciate a little bit more time. To be honest, for the first few months, I wasn't even thinking about myself and my own situation. Fortunately enough, I was already working from home. Same with my girlfriend. Like, right. not, we weren't we weren't really affected um, in terms of work or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was more or less concerned with like, what is the state of the world going to be? No doubt. Yeah. And yeah, it, same here. It, totally. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Obviously. No, yeah, but at the same time, like there was that like selfish part of me that was like okay cool i don't have to commit to really anything at this Mm -hmm. point um but but for it it took a while it took like probably like four five six months before i was finally at that point where i started thinking about social interactions and missing them legitimately because before that it was all shell shock of i've never well no one has no one's experienced anything like this to Mm -hmm. this uh to this level and it took me a while to kind of come down from that feeling. And also, we didn't know how long we were going to be in. I think that's the biggest thing. Like there was, you know, yeah. we were into June and people were like, okay, well, we'll be back in the office in September. And it sounds like that's a long ways away. And it's like, we had no idea like what we were really talking about. And I remember, um, I've told this story a couple times before, but I was supposed to go to Atlanta like the week that everything like broke out. Like it was, I had my, I was checked into my flight, supposed to go to Atlanta and um, schools closed down in Alberta and then everything just stopped. And I remember asking my mother-in-law, who's a nurse, I'm like, have you heard about this coronavirus thing? Like, it's kind of like, Cause, cause if you're into gaming, like you'd heard about it actually. Sony was like canceling appearances yep. and, you right. know, a lot, all the opinions that were kind of happening at that point. And it was confirmed with, with my mother in law was like, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, wash the clean, clean the, 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 your chair before you sit in it or whatever. And, and that's it. Like there were, we weren't even thinking about masks or anything like that. So yeah, like it, so my first sort of like, everybody go home and work from home. We'll figure this stuff out. I was like, okay, great. Cause it doesn't seem like this is a big deal at all. And then it wasn't until, at least for me, it just didn't seem like it, it took a little while to really understand what is this? And you started seeing the videos coming in from Italy and stuff yep. and like people singing and like passing time in quarantine and stuff. It's like, yeah, not, not the same over here. No, I, I actually traveled a week before Canada went uh, into wow. its lockdown, yeah. which was in itself kind of late as far as I can remember to the US because I flew into San Francisco for an event um, one day and everything seemed fine in the airports. No one was really concerned and everything. The day after, everyone was masked up. Yeah. And that was the moment where I was like, I shouldn't be here. Oh, this really? Is like, this was the moment where I, I, I thought to myself, I made a huge mistake in going on this trip. And it was like the first week of March. And mm-hmm. at, even at that time before I, I flew out, I was like, I'll be fine. Like, sure. We're hearing about all these cases uh, down in South America, over in Europe and everything. It's not really hitting North America at this point. Yeah. But yeah, seeing all the masks was was something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that- then, yeah, a week later, we, we went into total shutdown. I was like, whew, dodged a bullet there by not, you know, g- catching anything and bringing it back what is your what's your confidence level now like ryan and i were recently talking about like fan fest coming up in toronto like that that's an event that happens every single year it's how would you even describe it's like it's just like a it's like a con really but just like sure like just for nerddom but it's all things like it's not even just video games it's not just comics like it's sort of just entertainment yeah i guess i guess so yeah it just yeah like you said it's it's just a nerd 
nerd centric uh expo essentially yeah. where yeah. half of it is dedicated to video games half of it is dedicated to uh film and television and comics mm-hmm. that's fun. the way to do it that's the way to do it because like i like comic-con but i don't really i'm not really into comics like i've been to three comic cons i'm not into comics at all it's like twice in new york and one in san diego and it's just like because it's fun to be at those things i should have gone to like a pax at least at at some point but fan expo um i just sort of happened to be in toronto like for i think it was just for work i was there for a conference or something happened to be there at the same time and 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 brock hit me up and he's like let's let's do this thing like well that sounds great but i want to be there i would love to go this year but i'd like like what are you what's your confidence level like what are you thinking for things like that as we maybe return to normal i i think at this point we should be pretty good yeah and I, i i'm at least for me, I'm feeling pretty confident if, say, if if Fan Expo did end up happening, I, I would feel confident at least going. Yeah, same. For for a day. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, still keep as many precautions in mind as as much as I can, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mask up, sanitize, all that stuff. But I, I do think at a certain point now, because because the and I don't want to go into like this whole diatribe about you know COVID and vaccines and everything but I I, I think because it's so accessible at this point like things do have to open up yeah and I think having having a place like Fan Expo for the industry and for enthusiasts of any kind of nerdum is good mm-hmm. and especially because last year we didn't get any of that in Canada yeah it, I, I, I miss that point, I miss that, that a lot yeah me too yeah. And extra life as well, too. Like extra life for me personally is um, traditionally been kind of like a in my basement kind of experience. But again, like 2019, we did it live with other people and it just mm-hmm. opens your mind to just all the different things, different ways that we can experience, you know, this nerd culture. Um, yeah. What else in like 2021 are you kind of like looking forward to, man? Like, you know, we got games coming out. It seems like everything has been pushed, but maybe in all towards the fall of if it is hitting in 2021 it's we've been kind of dry up until this point but maybe the the floodgates are opening yeah honestly you know we keep seeing all these delays in the video video game industry and every single one i'm like good same (laughs) because same every one of them yeah yeah, we we even got that report of like or rumored report of uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West being delayed to 2022. It's like awesome, Good. perfect. That gives mm-hmm. me more time to to play Back for Blood, Halo Infinite. Come on, I forgot about Back for uh, Blood. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. yeah, Battlefield. There, there's a whole bunch of great games uh, coming out this fall, and mm-hmm. it just gives me an opportunity to play more of them and stick with more of them instead of feeling compelled like that i just have to move on within a couple of days how do you approach that sort of thing because i was thinking about like I, I do really well when there's not like a deluge of games and i like even just in july it's like i that was that was enough july was enough games that was that was more sure um but then i think about like fall and i and i always i do this every year where i'm like i'm just gonna i'm gonna pick one or two games i'm gonna play them and then fall hits and everybody's playing all the things and i get very distracted i'm like i gotta play this and then i gotta touch that and i gotta do all these things like how do you typically especially with it uh venturing into your professional world like how do you approach the fall like as as somebody like if you're anxious then i can only imagine like the trauma that that is awaiting you every single year it can definitely uh take a toll on like my mental health and that's big like huge and i try to take it in a pragmatic sense where because you know i I am fortunate enough that sometimes publishers will come up to me and say, like, do you want a review code for X, Y, and Z game? And at a certain point, I have to be like, 
no. I mean, yeah. yes, I do, I do, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like, I just can't do this. Yeah. And a lot of the times, you know, they're very understanding and uh, we've been able to keep up like great relationships, even, even though I'm not covering their actively covering their games and stuff like that. But yeah, going back to the whole conversation of burnout, like I just never want to reach that point. And mm -hmm. as much as like you try to avoid that, at a certain point, it's inevitably going to happen. Like it's work at the end of the day. Like right. you're going to put in those hours, those those long hours. And yeah, you just do your best to one, play the games that interest you the most so mm -hmm. that it does feel good and still feels fun, but also that you're just not overdoing it and not putting in the, those exorbitant amount of hours that you're just not enjoying writing, to, playing or anything. Well, yeah, I was, I mean, like, I, I have to ask you, what is your relationship with caffeine, especially during those times? Like, are you, are you just like co coffee up all the time? Like to keep up, like I've switched to decaf surprisingly. Um, yeah. but I don't, I don't know. Like if I, you know, if you have to stay up and it seems like, like, seems like college seems like like cramming for an exam sure. kind of thing staying up all night to do the thing um especially if it's a game that you're not really uh enjoying yeah, yeah i just wonder like are you is there is there something else as part of the mix or you just kind of grind honestly it? water yeah truthfully i i one coffee a day when i wake up and yeah. that's it for yeah. the most part i mean like i'll have a coffee like a second coffee every once in a while but it, it's not a part of my like my daily routine usually mm -hmm. it's just just water honestly it's yeah. surprising how how great you'll feel being hydrated <laughs> isn't that the truth and it's funny too because yeah it just seems like coffee culture is definitely a thing and i found myself like really into it and it almost started as a joke where i'm like i just love drinking coffee all the time it's like this might be a problem actually for me i think i might be having too much coffee right now yeah when you're sitting there at like three in the afternoon, like shaking, but it never really <laughs> just from was, like buzzing. Honestly, for me, it was like mood definitely was impacted by probably the crash that happened. Yeah. Like I, I never really, and I, maybe maybe it's just because I was drinking so much, I never got that like that shaking, like that Futurama, just like on Cup Forty Seven. Um, I don't know that I ever really got there, but I definitely, I definitely found that my mood was was getting impacted. Um, Probably because I wasn't sleeping nearly enough, um, because I could count on caffeine to get me through. You know, but sure. I don't need to. I don't, I'll stay up until two in the morning and wake up at six, and that's totally fine because I'll just slam a couple coffees throughout the day and just never really like at, at a certain point that's going to impact something. And for me, it was my mood big time, and then family life too. Like it's just like who wants to be around this person? That's not a yeah. good time at all. So when I you're cranky, yeah, cranky is the word. Yeah, definitely cranky is is. <laughs> Is <laughs> a cranky, grumpy, yeah, some sort of mix yeah. between the two. Yeah, I mean, you you've been doing like your own like self care. You took like a step back from just the grind, which I I, I commend you for for doing that. If Thanks, we're man. going back and talking about bravery, like to do that as a content creator takes a lot of bravery. Um, Thanks, man. And I, I commend you for doing that to to look after yourself and look after like what you're doing and making sure that you're feeling well. Like that's applause for you man well honestly maybe maybe we can connect on this because like it seemed like yeah. um it seemed like the only thing to do it didn't even seem like a decision honestly like it didn't really seem like i can choose one of five things in order to you know take care of myself it's like that was the thing it was just so yeah. blatantly obvious to me that i needed there's just only so many t hours in the day and if i'm trying to do this thing to feel better uh or feel mm. better about myself or anything whatever a lot of things that are attached to it, I think. And it's like, well, I can't be sitting for this long. 
Like I really, part, and even and a lot of that comes from the pandemic. I've been like thinking about this stuff for over a year of what mm-hmm. does it mean to, you know, just enjoy life. I think even, even, right. even down to that point, I, that's, this is why I'm standing right now. I have a standing desk because I just can't, I can't sit for, for that long, which is amazing because I love playing video games and some of my favorite times are, 10 hour 12 hour sessions of just like let me crush through some fallout 3 back in the day or whatever it is and still it's kind of just anti to what i am i feel and that 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 has been sort of like a realization definitely over the last over the last month and as this month is kind of coming to a close a little bit i'm not sure i don't know where where to go from here you know this is why i love talking to people like you and just everybody on this show um it's just like how is everybody doing it you know, and, yeah. and what 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 is important to people as uh, as the years tick on, you know, you're you know, you're now in your 30s here. So uh, and I'm coming up closer to 40 myself. And it's yeah, yeah, life is, you know, and as people pass away and you realize just how fragile life is and how sure. every day is a is a gift. It's like, how do we make the most of all this stuff? So I don't know. It's an interesting journey to go on, I think, anyway. Absolutely. And I, I think I've gone through something similar as well when, you know, hitting, hitting 30, being in quarantine, all that stuff is like, okay, maybe this is the opportunity to kind of take that plunge and actually take care of yourself. Whether yeah. it's, you know, just being more aware of what you're putting in your body or mm-hmm. working out, mm-hmm. doing anything like that, like just being active at home. Um, you're talking about even, even the difference of a, of a standing desk. That's, that's gotta be huge just on your body. And in result on your mental health as well. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's like, if, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be working from home, I think that's the biggest thing. And I'm in like, everybody's working from home might be a little bit different. I'm in meetings a lot. So I'm doing this all day. I'm on zoom all day long. And so yeah. even just like the, even just like going from sitting to standing is enough of a change of scenery for me. Cause that's all I can really look forward to. That's really the best right. I can make it. So that seems to be, seems to be enough for me though. I don't know, but you're working from home a lot too. Like, what is that sort of, how how have you, I mean, the the pandemic didn't change that really. Like how, do you ever feel cooped up or anything? Like you have to get out for walks. Like, what do you, what do you do to shake things up? Or do you even need to? Uh, not that much. Thankfully, I, I, I guess I'm just kind of that person that's okay. Yeah. At least sitting in, 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 at a desk and being there for, for a decent amount of time. I, I, I literally can't. It's it's funny because everyone's like, why don't you play video games on PC, Steve? I'm like, because I work here. Right. As, as soon right. as the workday is over, I'm out. Totally. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not doing anything here uh, in terms of like, you know, leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting out for just walks and yeah. just getting out of the house and seeing anything else other than like these these walls and everything and. It's just the little things. I think that's a that's a huge takeaway from from the pandemic is just appreciating those little things, you know. And I don't know. You, you mentioned a we before. Like, are you married or like where are you at in in life's journey? Just a long term relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a girlfriend of like uh, ten years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. around then. I, I assume that like you guys live she, together. She's downstairs. Yeah, she's downstairs. Yeah. Just watching something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's been great. The, I I guess another kind of hurdle was being cooped up with someone right. as you're working, as then that transition to home life and everything like that. Uh, I mean, it, it's worked out really well, but there mm-hmm. is that adjustment period of okay, I'm at the desk now. I'm going to be doing a, 
a meeting or a video call or anything, or even a podcast, you, you can't necessarily be right next to me or stuff like that or yeah. vice versa. If she's in a meeting, I can't be reviewing a game and having my sound up cranked up to like 21, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that the accommodation is a huge thing. What is your like day to day like though? Like, who, like I'm a, I'm a t- pretty typical like Monday, Monday, Friday, nine to five or kind of deal. Although it's not nine to five, not even close. Um, yeah. but like, what is your day? Cause I'm, you're, it's late now and I'm very appreciative of anybody on the East coast who podcasts with me for God's sake. <laughs> so I like, what is your, like, you're like, yeah, no big deal. What, what is your day to day like? Like, you know, you're playing games at the same time that somebody else in the house might be having meetings. So I imagine there's a lot of flexibility. Occasionally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it really depends on like what, what my tasks are. Um, yeah. Every day through and through, because I, I do daily news for iPhone in Canada, I'm up at 7 a.m. Good for Monday you. Through Friday. Holy oh, yeah. snap. Okay. Every yeah. day. Like right, right, uh, right from the get-go, I'm, I'm in front of my computer starting to write. Uh, and then it's a lot of emails, a lot of just catching up on uh, stuff like that. And then depending on if I have a preview or re- a review or anything like that, that's kind of takes place in like the later afternoon into the evening and then around dinner time and after that that's just when i clock out like yeah that's no bueno for me like there's mm-hmm. no more work going on and same with saturday sundays like that that's my off time like, I'll, I'll play a game if if it's leading up to a review during the weekend but sure i'm not i'm not i'm not putting pen to paper yeah at that point you know where does the discipline sort of come from? And maybe it is just like you work in, it seems like you've been working a long time. And you and I think had very similar, I worked in, in hospitality and a variety of restaurants and working hours. I shouldn't have been working at 14, 15 years old, like those types of things. Yeah. Um, absolutely crazy. But like, where, where does the work ethic come from? Do you, do you relate it to that? Like just getting, yeah. getting to work pretty early in your life? Yeah. 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 I, 100%. I, 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 I put a lot of my work ethic back into hospitality and my old chefs and mm-hmm. just put you know the expectation of putting in the work until it's done and then you can kind of clock out no doubt yeah you can't you can't leave man everybody should and which end of the the restaurants were you in were you in the you mentioned chefs is that like you were in the kitchen kind of working yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's that is a that is a lifestyle dude like that change that changes Absolutely. you like and I've, I've i've stayed in touch with a lot of a lot of my friends who were in the kitchen i was on the front end i was i was serving okay um yeah. but yeah like those those guys are they're so and they're so heady like you like so um brain powered in terms of like the organization like you don't even need to like write things down it's just like i know where that uh, meal is versus this meal and everything you know like the timing of it this is like i have so much appreciation for that along with you probably play, you, you probably played role-playing games as a kid right is this where i find out oh absolutely yeah. yeah there it is okay so <laughs> where did you where did you start with those ones back in the day oh um you know what you know what's funny it was going back to pc it, it was diablo yeah diablo mm-hmm. I, I was a diablo kid through and through mm-hmm. uh back back in the day on pc and that's that's really my first like foray into falling in love with video games were yeah classic, like blizzard games starcraft was another huge one for me yeah it's gut wrenching right now, isn't it? To even talk oh, about these games, it's like damn it, Blizzard, what the heck, right? man? Yeah, yeah, formative how, years how, for us. Yeah, how far a studio has fallen from grace, but especially I, yeah, I the digress. Blizzard side, like they, you know, you, every, we, most people now know them, Activision Blizzard, of course, but yeah, Blizzard, right. well, like we knew Blizzard as Blizzard Entertainment, just Blizzard, on. yeah, yeah. Oh man. I feel like you almost have to like put that out there. If, if even if it just casually somehow like StarCraft comes up, it's like we're aware. 
of all that crap happened right. over there. Yeah. For the record, different. Don't times. agree with it. Yeah. Don't think exactly. that that's okay. I and and. I haven't. We actually Ryan and I haven't talked about it on the Xbox Drive. We we didn't even like talk about that. We weren't going to talk about it, but we didn't. And it's mm-hmm. like it's sort of my my stance on a lot of these things that sort of happen. And sadly, they've been happening more and more. It's like I hope that it comes across, and that hopefully I I don't the, the audience or the listeners or my friends really don't need to hear me say that I uh, totally think that these things are abhorrent. That I disagree wholly with sexism, racism, any of that. Like. I, I wish to God that the content that I produce like says and that the conversations I have say that without me having to specifically say just for the record, I think racism is bad. I think sexism is bad. I think, you know, all those right. things. I don't know. That's sort of so now that it kind of came up, I'm like, maybe I'll just address this here. But that's just sort no, of how I stand on that. Of course. And yeah, it really does suck that you kind of feel like you have to put that stamp on it, mm-hmm. even though I, I think it's like, the of course, part, exactly. If you're a good, decent human being, that's just like, that's, that comes secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and all that, but, but let me ask you this because now that we're kind of on the topic and this is your, your first opportunity to kind of talk about it. Wh- where do you come down on, you know, people now saying, well, I'm going to boycott all Activision games or Blizzard yeah. games. Like for instance, like, Diablo 2 remake is is that something that's even on your radar at this point or do you need to see meaningful change come from that studio before you're even like uh, I'm before you're even going to touch the game this is this is really hard and it, so the easy answer is boycott of course right like I, I how 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 else are we supposed to show that we disagree with this sort of thing I so I think that that and I'm not going to argue with anybody who chooses that they that they want to boycott it go ahead I think that totally makes sense I think it's a, I think it's very complicated. And I haven't really made up my mind yet when I appreciate these yeah. conversations as I've talked about a lot with um, really anybody, but especially like Donnie Reese on Sweet Hangs and stuff where I go, I just want to explore it a little bit because my first reaction is um, that if I'm going to draw a line here, then I really have to, I'm, I'm a type of person I want to be consistent. And so I think that there's problems everywhere. So then I right. have to have a real conversation about like video games in general. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to, am I going to support this studio or that studio or like, what do I do with Ubisoft and everything that happened over there? And I'm not sure if they've completely resolved everything there. Um, how long am I going to be holding this up and what other studios, like what information just do we not know about? I also link it to um, like movie studio, uh, movie stars and music artists. Like, what do mm-hmm. like, do you still listen to Michael Jackson? Should right. you still listen to Michael Jackson? Like, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. And it's that, that is, um, that's troubling to me because I do feel like people are looking for a hard and fast, like, you should not be buying this. You should not be talking about it. You should not be blah, 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 or else you are all those, what all those other people are. And I'm, I get where that sentiment is coming from, but I'm not a hundred percent there. And so I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to be thinking about this a lot. And, you know, I, I do think that it's going to get worse before it gets better, sadly enough, like as some of these stories come out. Like, I don't know. How does that hit you? And what have you been thinking about with all this? I I, I think I'm right there with you. I think it's such a complicated matter and it's mm-hmm. so multi-layered that I don't think that there's that there's a right answer to it right. at all. Because, yeah, going, going back to what you were saying, you I, I think that you should be able to and should be able to actively voice your opinion that you, you can re, uh, remove the artist from the art. Right. 
Um, yeah. Especially in video games. Like it's saying that whether or not you're going to listen to Michael ja- uh, Michael Jackson's song, I think it's a little easier to digest because Billie Jean is produced by Michael Jackson. That is a Michael Jackson product. Whereas sure, uh, Diablo 2 is made by hundreds of people. And yeah. I, I would love to believe that out of those hundreds of people, at least 90 of them are good people. Well, that's what I like that's about a, the project. It's really complicated. So what if it's like a band? So what if like Metallica like puts out something and like the guy who mixes it all together, like he's a pedophile? Sure. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't know, well, like I'm not saying that that I don't know why that came up as an example in my head. But, sure. but like even um, like like TSN here or ESPN in the States, like there's there's got to be stories about you know stuff that happens behind the scenes like what about nbc like there are so many of these stories and it's like it sucks because it like what what do you do do you just not watch or consume anything because the sad reality that i am struck with here is that it seems to be everywhere so if i'm boycotting activision blizzard then i probably should just like shut it all down you know like to just to be consistent just to be you know and not just to be following seems like this is what the internet kind of wants Exactly. And I think you really do. Everyone has to make their own judgment call. The, a, a great parallel, and maybe you can agree with this or disagree, uh, and you can let me know, but a parallel that just popped into my mind is, well, what what about any movie that came from Miramax? Right. So totally. Can you can you watch Clerks? Right. With Harvey Weinstein being Anything Quentin like, Tarantino, dude. Exactly. Does that change? I, I feel like I can enjoy Clerks without really worrying about what harvey weinstein was doing in his like ah it's tough it's so that's what i mean it is that's what it's that's a great analogy yeah like if you're shutting down and that's why like i just want people to to just hit the pause i know we get very heated and it's a very serious topic but it's like we just need to we just need to think about this because we're, we're saying some very harsh things we're making some very not harsh but very rash decisions and i i just I don't want to get myself in a situation where I can't be consistent with whatever it is that I exactly. what, that I land on. And maybe that makes maybe that maybe some people might call that cowardice. I don't know. I don't think that it is. I, I really just want to be. Yeah, I think the Miramax example is stellar, honestly, and really just all then then all of Hollywood, you know, like that. Exactly. Any sort of the, the the stories, the things you heard about Hollywood, all those jokes and everything was like personified in the most evil way with harvey weinstein is like really like that's true like we were making this up like that just seems like something that some evil villain would create and it's like that's a dude that's actually stuff that happens and that same thing with video games like these all these things you you'd hear about as maybe like wouldn't it be crazy if this is what it would be like to work there and it's exactly the case it's even worse than we would have thought they got this bill cosby stuff so like yeah, the the stories just keep coming out and just brutal. It, it's horrible stuff. But I th- the one thing I am kind of glad that is happening right now is that people that have been affected are feeling like they're they're in a position where they can talk about their stories. Big I feel time. Like that's that's the best thing to come out of this is that more people are feeling like they're in a space where they can actively incite change yeah. by just talking about what happened in the past. And I think that's a different way of going about support. Like this, that's the thing. There's so many different ways that people can show support and make things yeah. better. One one way might be to boycott. That maybe maybe that is, and maybe that's something that that, that resonates with some people. 
I think creating spaces for people to yeah feel safe to to come out and talk about their experiences or for us to all learn how to just hear those stories and to respect each other and show some compassion. I think that's another thing mm-hmm. that we can do to, I don't know. I'm just kind of like things are, are just kind of off the top of my head at this point, but yeah, like there's gotta be other ways to this whole situation. It's a very complex situation. There's gotta be other ways to kind of address it is just how I naturally kind of come to things is this is more complicated than, than we want it to be because we want it to be, because it's so bad that we want a very simple and fast way to just shut it down. And for us to show that we're, that we're on the right side of things. It's just a little bit like, like most things, it's just more, a little bit more complicated. Exactly. It's not as easy as just going over to your Xbox, hitting on install on call of duty and saying, well, I did my part. Well, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and then also like, yeah, the dudes, aren't these the guys who went over to, man, I, 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 I want to say this just before I even say it. I'm not sure if this is the case, but I think that the guys over at, is it X or X at a uh, deviant studios? That they just they their partner with Sony. I think those guys might have been with Activision at around the time that Deviation, this stuff was happening. Yeah, Deviation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I almost said X Deviant, which was a Ubisoft thing, not related for the record. Um, <laughs> at least as far as I know. But like, so then, do you like? What do we have to do to track like who these people are? Where have they gone? Right. And yeah. now, what are they working on? Like, I I don't know. Like, that's it's hard. Do you just link it to the company for letting it happen? Which I, that that makes sense to me. But yeah, like. Who's involved? Where do they go? Who are their protégés? Like, where do you stop? And that's, that's, it's very complicated. It's very hard to do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I've seen, I've seen that picture, like that picture has been floating around everywhere. And I think another one of them has gone on to like in exile. So now it's like, okay, so now do you, do you look at Microsoft and you're like, Hey, Phil Spencer, what are you going to do about this guy? Okay. I'm not Mm. playing the Microsoft. It's just such a, a butterfly effect. And I, I think, realistically the, the one thing that you can you can look at is just holding these people accountable these specific oh, people yeah that is the other thing about that 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 jumps out to me too is that uh, there's again sadly a lot of the stuff seems to be happening a lot but i feel like this might be the only time that a state is suing the company right so which is I, un, unthinkable in my head i was like yeah can, what does that even mean? <laughs> apparently, apparently, yeah. There was um, there was there was a great chat about it on the Iron Lawyers podcast, and there are much more. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a guest on who who is um, who's a lawyer and and spoke a little bit to like how California is a little bit different in that way. But the reason I bring it up because I can't speak to really any of that. But the reason I bring it up is because maybe that's the we'll see we'll see what happens with that, and if there are repercussions that come, and hopefully there are, like people will be rightfully you know pay the price for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, if they're, if they're indeed convicted of the stuff, it's like, is that enough? You know, is that them paying the price? Do they also need a boycott on top? Like, I don't know, but it does like, gives me this sense that maybe there's something else at play here. That's more than like an HR person saying, we'll look into it. It's like, well, right. there's a different investigation here. Like it's very, yeah, that makes me feel a little better for some reason of just like, maybe that's, and maybe that's just what should always happen is people could actually be charged and then an actual yeah. investigation happens. <laughs> and I don't know that that seems to be more right to me, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems right. People being, being held accountable. I, I, w- I would hope that, you know, that's I know, call me crazy. what comes out of this. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, probably what the core of that is, and this is something that um, I think just kind of always, is at my core is I don't love the mob mentality pretty much with anything as wrong as I obviously agree that I, I say that this is, I don't love like, you know, pitchforks or, um, 
pitchforks and torches and everything. Let's, let's yeah, all get yeah. together and just like storm the castle kind of thing. I just don't, I actually prefer to see like a, a bit of a legal process to this and everything kind of come out. The sad thing is I think probably will be, there'll be some sort of settlement and nothing really gets solved. So that right. kind of sucks. And I, that, so I understand why people are frustrated. And this, this manifests in a lot of different ways, whether it's politics or gaming industry or whatever. People get frustrated because the outcome they want to have happen isn't, and they feel they've got to take action themselves. And that, that's a, I can't argue with that. I can't, <laughs> you no. can totally understand why people would be mad about that and continuously Absolutely. jaded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well anyways, man, nice uh nice heavy, heavy chat Absolutely. to kind of close things <laughs> up, man. Um dude, I wanna have you back on though, because I feel like and now it to. seems like our internet is maybe like catching up with us a little bit here right at the end, which is which is kinda yeah. nice. Very um, fortunate. <laughs> and, and maybe we'll even do it in person. I'd love to be in uh, your neck of the woods in the next couple of that months. That would be here, amazing. Which would be yeah, awesome. I, w- I would happily invite you into Toronto and You'll be there to, at the airport up. with like a like a flag and everything. With a sign. Yeah. With yeah. a sign. <laughs> You're allowed in, Sean. <laughs> like <Tron>. a chauffeur, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we allow you. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, do you want to tell, you talked a lot about a lot of the work that you've been doing, but do you want to oh, tell sure. people specifically like anything you might be uh, publishing soon or generally speaking where people can find your work? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, you can find me mostly on, on Twitter at Svigvari. That's basically where you'll find a lot of my work. But if you're looking for specifics, uh, iPhone in Canada, Squad, uh, and uh, Console Creatures. I also do the uh, Canadian Geek Cast every week uh, with some really cool dudes, which, Sean, we got to bring you on there. I'd love to have you on the panel. I'd love to be, be on. Great. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Mo- just keep up with me on social media. That's basically where I, uh, you can find me. And I'll have a review up for for the ascent which i've been playing quite a bit of on xbox got some thoughts but yeah you can read all about that very soon <laughs> very nice man i've got to i've got to jump on i'm gonna finish up i think uh skyward sword maybe even tonight and then Ooh. get back onto a couple things i've been on the back burner on xbox land but nice. yeah dude actually actually finishing games these days it's hey like look at nice. us hey did let's it. go did playing it. games yeah. playing games we actually <laughs> It's been a, been a ride, but we're doing it, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, carving out time this this late evening, man. I really appreciate no, it. No, thank you for having me. This was an absolute blast and long overdue in my Definitely. opinion. Definitely. You know, been looking forward to, to chatting with you, getting uh, some content going with you. So this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much. Good was the music. I mean, the conversation was great too, but like, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, OCRemix.org. You guys need to get on over there. I, I grabbed that song a little while ago. I'm actually just scrolling through right now. Uh, it, oh, here it is. I found it. Tecmo World Wrestling. It's called Warriors. Uh, Astral Tales put that together. It was released on July 27th, 2021. And you guys need to go listen to the full track over there. A full on plug. For OC Remix, Whole, you know, and also um, Flexipose, those are the guys who, if you haven't listened to Flexipose, Jason Lacey and Lucas Rose do the podcast, a lovely, and uh, I love that podcast over there, I listen to it every single week, especially when I'm mowing the lawn and taking care of the yard and stuff like that, doing chores, scrubbing toilets and whatnot, um, what the hell was they say? oh, they got me, they got, I think, a lot of us onto OC Remix, they've been sort of like the OGs, um, and guess what, Jason and Lucas, I'm giving you a plug, only because I'm going to take your idea. <laughs> I want to get somebody from OC Remix onto this show. We, we listen to their music every week. I pick a, like 10 seconds and I go like, boom, this is feeling good. Can I tell you guys something? Like, 
I don't know if I, like, I don't, I was on vacation a little while ago. I should have mentioned this at the start instead of just, like, rushing into the show. Uh, I was in Calgary with the kids, had a great time. Um, I went to a fundraising event earlier today. It got rained out. We'll reschedule in a couple weeks. That'll be fine. I went for a run today. I'm feeling freaking awesome, man. I hope that comes through. I hope it turns your day. Or if you guys are having a bad day, hopefully it's going to be a good day now. If you're already having a good day, hopefully it's like, you know, like the mask, the Jim Carrey movie. And like when a villain puts it on, he becomes like a super villain. But when Jim Carrey is like a nice guy, then he becomes a really nice guy. Hopefully that's what this podcast is for you. It's basically like the mask of podcasts. You know, a timely reference. 1990, what the hell? 1990, probably five or something. The mask. Let me let me type this up with my new guys. I, I got a I, my my mother in law got me a new keyboard, and it's amazing. It's a Corsair like what K95 or something like man. Speed switches. It is to go. Okay, so I I searched for the mask, and okay, 1994. But I mean, I use Bing because it gives me like Microsoft points, which apparently one day I can like I can get stuff with that. But like. It shows me all these other things, except for... It shows... Son of the Mask is the first thing that comes up. Then Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Dumb and Dumber. Love me some Jim Carrey. Support the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Capri. Support Steve on Twitter at... Uh, Steve, I'm sorry. S. Vegvari. I'm running out of time here. My kids are just home right now. I timed this perfectly. We end the show with this weird thing from Heavy Rain, the PS3 classic, uh, where the, the guy lost his son. And honestly, I don't know if he's a really good dad. So we'll see. <laughs> Jason! 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 John! 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 John, where are you? Jason! 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 John! Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!